welcome, welcome, welcome for the time being. A little bit of a change on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because it coincides with just a number of things that are happening. So here's the change. And here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some people. And it's people that um, I've been able to work with with SightShift. And I want you to meet them, hear some of their story. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to see where you in your own life can learn from their growth points, where they're winning, where they're losing, where they're stuck, where they're inspired. Um, and, And in these interviews, a part of them, we're going to talk about the new book, uh, my newest book to come out, The Stuck Book. The subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And what I'm aiming to do with The Stuck Book is help you learn where you are and the best action you can take to move forward. So it'll be available at thestuckbook.com. We'll reference that some in the interview. And uh, I'm just excited to let you meet these friends, get to hear their story, learn from them yourselves, and pick up the stuck book so you can learn how to live out what they're doing, where you are really quick to get a sense of that and take the next step. So check it out, thestuckbook.com, dial into this interview, learn from it. Glad you're here. Peace. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to the podcast. Glad you're here. And we are doing a special series right now. And I may do this series for a while. I don't know. I'm interviewing folks that uh, I've worked with that are helping me on a fun, special project and something cool. So with that being said, I want to introduce you guys to somebody who's been on the podcast before, but we're going to do a little different interview today. Welcome with me, please, Mr. Adam Lehman. Adam, glad you're here today. It's like the best. It's the best to get to talk to you. So that's good. Oh, dude. Thanks, man. Pumped to have you. Um, so you know on the SightShift podcast, we're all about doing before being. So please tell us what you do. No, I'm kidding. Uh, for sure, people would be like, wait, what? I thought this guy was about identity and no one who yeah, right. <laughs> um, So here's the way I want to start today. Uh, we've got a little bit of a, a flow that you don't know what's coming. He hasn't seen the questions beforehand. Oh. And uh, it's we're going to go to some places that I'm excited to go as far as a cool project to tell you guys about. But before we do, I want you to know a little bit more about Adam and hear about him. And so, Adam, kick us off and uh, tell us something. We're going to talk about what you do in a second. But tell us something you really like about yourself. Something I really like about myself? That's yeah. Um, I like my... Uh, I know. It's a weird question. Yeah, no. Um, I just did, I was just working through with our team. I was just taking them through Strength Finders, um, which has been cool for some of them to learn some things about themselves. And so, but I also share mine with them. And so I'm reminded of, um, we make these t shirts for the Wonder Jam called Empathy is Important, but randomly a lot of people score high for empathy who work for us. And so I think my ability to be empathetic is something. It comes from like a lot of my life, but it also turns out very useful in the work I do, and I enjoy that. I enjoy being able to put myself in other people's shoes. So I like that about me. What did you say? I was looking at my phone. I'm sorry. (laughs) Dude, I would second that. I love that you know that about yourself, that you know that's a strength, and that you like that about yourself. It's also uh, weakness, so we can also like get through the wrong place if we follow that world. but anyways, 
dude let's let's oh. just let's dive in there uh let's start okay. off deep tell me tell me how it's a weakness also well it's a weakness and it's it's um my how i feel about myself can very much be wrapped up in how i imagine other people feel about me um which is it's wired into um i mean that was something that w- working through site shift a long time ago helped me kind of unpack but um, every different personality test I've ever taken has also confirmed that. So um, it's something that where I can, it can be very easy for me to understand how other people are feeling or even anticipate how they might feel um, or even know how they feel before they do. Um, and that's in kind of my marriage uh, and business partnership, uh, I can be someone who understands what somebody's going through even before they have had time to process that or think about it, which helps me be a good leader sometimes, but also can be, um, manipulative. It all can also be like, uh, it can, it can come out as, yeah, just where I am too wrapped up in how other people are feeling about themselves at the moment. Burdensome. Yeah. 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 Would that be a way of saying that? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I, this just hit my brain and, um, so for a little context for the listeners, uh, Adam and I uh, met, which we've shared this story on a way earlier podcast. Don't assume people have heard it on a, on a little Twitter fight um, mm-hmm. like seven years ago. Uh, so we were going into a cafe after becoming friends and then diving in and doing some site shift projects together. Uh, this was like five or six years ago. And I remember this person was like super extroverted, taking orders. And I was kind of like whoa they're people skills and you were like no she's like hurting and pushing through and powering up to like make people feel good but she's got something going on <laughs> and uh i was like what it's like you wore x-ray glasses uh in that moment and it's that that empathy do you remember that by chance it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 but that's that stuff like um it's like every superhero gets pissed off at their powers for a little bit. And that's definitely one where I'm like, I wish I could just be, I wish I could just turn up like the selfishness factor on myself for like five days straight and not care at all what anybody else was thinking or feeling or not even like, not that I wouldn't care, but just not even be aware. Yeah. Uh, That would be like a vacation to me probably because it does get, it gets, uh, yeah, it gets hard to, you know that you're like that too. You can, you can, once you, yeah, it's just hard. Yeah. Yeah. It can wear you out. Um, so much more, man. I love where we started. I want to like take that path for like an hour, (laughs) Um, but I'm going to assume that a lot of people, uh, don't know much about what you do. And so we've talked about being, I want to talk about doing for a second. And I, I think too, uh, having you on here again and talking about doing, um, it's really appropriate for a refresh of that because I, I've I've seen and and you we've talked about this over the last number of years. You just continuing to really focus in on what your gifts are, how you impact. How would you sum up like what your mission is? Like, yeah, this is what uh, I do. Uh, my mission. Um, I would tell. Gosh. Um, so I'm a person who gets bored pretty easy, and so that finds it. I find myself to be always evolving in the work that I'm doing because 
I was, I graduated from college and I had a bunch of jobs and quit them and was really excited about them and then I would quit. So it's, it's always evolving. Um, right now I spend most of my time in a either coaching or consulting role, um, mostly around marketing and sort of strategy, um, with businesses. So I spend most of my time doing that. Um, I work with my wife, Allie, and we have a business called the wonder jam, which helps people with, um, small businesses with photography, design, branding, um, and coaching strategy has, has become part of that. Um, and then we have a team of four other people. So between taking care of clients, helping them with strategy, and then I try and turn those same focuses back onto the Wonder Jam and think through strategically what we need to be doing there. Um, and that is about, that sums up most of my day. Um, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, which, this is a, a little question that I have. When are you guys going to add on a service for a photography package that you put hair on people, the right. tops of their yeah. hair? Because you uh, and I would sign up for it probably. Yeah, totally. We just did a photo shoot with the um, Columbus crew, um, and they there's a, just a number of those guys who just have just amazing haircuts. Um, <laughs> and it's one of my biggest regrets is that, and yours, I would imagine, also um, is that. While having not having hair gives you a lot more time because you don't have to mess with a lot. Dang straight. Uh, yeah, it's easy to maintain. I um, use that to write books. That's how I get books written. <laughs> yeah, right? People are like, how do you do? get so much done? You're like, I don't have hair. Uh, <laughs> that barbershops have become really cool and trendy now, and it wasn't always that way. And so the guys having cool haircuts like wasn't a sort of a popular thing. And now it is a now, thing. And you and I don't get to participate in that world. We don't. I uh, So for context for listeners, Columbus Crew is the local soccer team. So maybe if we would have played soccer, we would have, like, better hair. I know. Something. <laughs> yeah. Knows. I read online if, you, if you're if you bald, you sell 13% less books. So No, most definitely. I told not, my wife. I was like, we would, be, we would be in yacht money if yeah. I invest in hair plugs. <laughs> yeah. So there's, uh, I saw an acupuncturist for a while and she said that she was like, I was like, can you regrow my hair? And she was like, oh my gosh, that would take years of acupuncture. <laughs> like, I'll do that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's uh, sold. I'll buy that. <laughs> like you think after two years I could, she's like, maybe I was like, oh, hilarious. I love it. I love it. I think, um, you know, part of the empathy for you when I think about your mission is because you get to that human part, you help people get past the BS and it's mm. so easy to get stuck in that. So yeah. what a cool application of your gifts and your mission. If you were to tell me the favorite parts of the community you serve, what would you uh, be? Yeah, yeah. Everybody cares about what they're doing. Um, we don't work with very many businesses at all or people at all who don't who are just like, I have this business and I just want to scale it. Like yeah. I bought an adhesive factory, which is something a relative of mine recently did. And I haven't got to talk to him about why he did that. But hmm. uh, yeah, he was like, oh yeah, they just bought a new factory and it, they make adhesives. And I was like, what the heck? Um, but everybody, we get to work so much with um, people I would say are practitioners of the thing they're passionate about or they care about. Um, you know, I would include you in that, a person who gets excited about these conversations and you've craft, you know, built your world to work that way. Um, working with health coaches who are just obsessed with helping people, um, people who are just kind of experts at whatever their thing is. And they just care a lot. Um, 
maybe they care about the community they serve, or they care about the product they make or the service they provide, or even just the craft. It's been fun to help those type of people as artists and entrepreneurs kind of get, um, get further along. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think about that when I see like people that care about their craft and they want to put their heart and soul into it. Um, I mean, I, I think even in my own world, you've been so passionate about that, um, that it can gut check me. I'm so passionate about the work. Sometimes telling people about the work, like the promotion and the marketing, I can just fall into old habits of, of too much or too little. Um, and, and it's an interesting place especially in the oversaturation of noise in today's world that you would bring a heart for craftsmanship. And so that's awesome. I love it. It's fun. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I'm asking these questions and I honestly haven't thought about like the people that I'm doing these interviews with in my mind, it's not even a question that they would go, Oh, I don't really like the community I serve. Um, but yet I know so many people are there. Yeah. I oh mean, my gosh. Yeah. When I put together kind of the, the flow of what we're going to do today, the, what I want to ask you about, it was just like from my own heart, mind, soul, like, yeah, this is what I would want to talk about. I want to talk about their identity mission community first. What are the favorite parts of where they serve? And, and in a fresh way right now, as we're talking, I'm like hit by, whoa, uh, is there anybody I would ask that question to that couldn't answer? I mean, there isn't thankfully, but, um, that's awesome. That inspires me. Yeah. Dope. Okay. Well, so what I want to do is let people know just a little bit about how you process your own life, world, and mission. And um, so these are questions that I ask of people that you would be familiar with, but just this idea of winning, inspired, losing, stuck. And with the work you do, whether it's life or work or whatever it is, community, relationships, mission, where do you feel right now like, oh, I'm winning? Like, it, it feels good to talk about that. Cause we want to hear that. We want to be in, encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's, so where's Adam uh, winning? Jeez. Where am I winning? Uh, brag on yourself. These, yeah. This is good. This is like, I don't do this a ton. Um, our, it would be our, weird if you did, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> our, our, I like, am so proud of, um, where like the the Wonder Jam's team is as people and as professionals, um, as far as skill sets and how much people are here and what the team feels like when we're here. Like a big deal for us was we didn't want to, you know, we've talked to you about this. Like I would rather not grow a team than grow a job that I don't want to. I'm not excited to go see everybody every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and today we had a person who was sick, and I was like, dang it, I like miss them. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a friend can't come over for a party. Yeah. And it feels like that a little bit. So that's, I'm really proud about that. I would, I think we, our culture is awesome. Um, and I love that a ton and we work really hard in your part. We've asked you for a lot of help in shaping that. Um, but that's awesome. Winning. Um, and, and I want to connect that to people yeah. that are listening to that and go, okay, so you feel like you're winning with the culture there. That's awesome. What have you done? What have you contributed to make that culture what it is? Like if you're, yeah. this is a way that I've brought who I am into making that win. Yeah. Um, well, so I think, yeah, if we want to tie those together, I think my like empathy muscle, mm-hmm. uh, I, I 
we have a young team who is just it seems like they're just excited to be here sometimes um and but they aren't even looking out for themselves that well and so i've i've done a good job of um anticipating those problems that they're going to run into that they're not thinking of some of them are just out of college so they like i've helped them put together budgets i've helped them put together um think through their taxes and, and stuff like that um filing their own um sole proprietorship getting an ein like setting up all that stuff um and so we really try to resource and empower them because um ultimately the place i want to get to is a place where we have five or six or ten ninjas who can all handle their own life um i'm not trying to build like dependent employees who just you know have to clock in and clock out because they need health insurance um i want them to be in control of their own stuff um which i'm so that has developed nicely for sure that's um, awesome about where that's headed it's not even close to where you, know, you like the trajectory of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think for me, uh, what I hear in that too is people that would be listening to this, they're going to be thinking right now, oh my gosh, I need to get a team. I need to add four employees or yeah, whatever. Right. And and what would you say about what that adds for sure, in hours to your time each week? Well, not even that. I wouldn't even say that. I would, it adds a lot in hours to your time, right? Like if you have taught me these things, but this is like a uh, – like five hours a week per employee. So if we have four on our team, um, or if I have five teammates, right, we're at like 20 hours, uh, 25, 20, 25 hours. Um, we have one who like, I don't manage really. Allie does. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, so I'm at 20 hours a week of my time. That's whatever. Um, which is half of a full-time job, right. Is all of that. Um, and then even the other thing that is, tiresome is that when those things slack when i get busy on other work um those are the first things where um those weaknesses show themselves in our work and in our life of um you know we'll have two or three days where i can look at people's time and how they're tracking it and it's not that productive and maybe they're being productive on the projects they're working on but they're not working on the smartest projects which is a me fault uh, or my fault right like it's my problem um and so that's something that just requires this constant nurturing. Um, but when it's at the same time, while well, a lot of my time has been dedicated to that over the last three, six months, um, nine months, geez, um, it has, I probably worked less long evenings than I ever have before. Um, and our business is doing better. Um, so it's this thing that can pay off for you after you do it. The thing I would say to people, because whenever I talk about that, people are always like, oh my gosh, I need to hire that person. Um, the thing I always say to them is, um, is you need to build your one person business or two person business, um, to the place where it demands another person. I've watched so many people try and like scale early. Um, yeah, but the, the cash flow of not, being able to pay them or once you go through a dip. And so we have learned that. Um, we've had people in the past and this time we like build out cash flow to be far enough in advance that if somebody had like a slow week or didn't produce at a high enough level, um, it wasn't like, it wasn't some 
tragedy that was about to happen. It was that we can talk about this. We have like a month for somebody to sort of, you know, reorient themselves um, or to get back, figure out what was going on. Um, so you need some margin in there just in your like, in all of, in all pieces of it to be able to go from three people to four people, four people to five people. And we're not funded by anything. We don't have like a small business loan that pays for us. We don't have funding from somewhere. Um, and so we have to earn the money to create the margin for the people, which is, it just takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so inspired. I, I'm also having a surreal feeling like, could you have imagined if somebody would have told you like four or five years ago, you'll be on a podcast talking about leading a team and, you know, not that you didn't have the visionary capacity for that, but you know, you get in those places and you're like, all right, I want to multiply myself. I want to get my evenings. I want to have build a team. What's yeah. got you excited and inspired? What do you feel like you're reaching for? Oh man. Um, I feel like this is, I mean, this is, I feel like I'm reaching for working on, um, how do I see and view the work that I'm doing as more valuable? Um, I've gotten, I've had a number of opportunities to help people who have big names or bigger brands, um, do marketing or, or think through strategy in almost a very consultative level. And my, my, my pricing structure and my, um, I'm going to say confidence in those arenas isn't always the highest. Um, it's one thing to work with a lot of small businesses and realize that most of the small businesses we work with don't get the level of service that we offer. And that's, there's not other companies that always offer that. Um, but when some of the larger projects I'm working on are not larger projects, the businesses that are larger or even just older, you know, they're 15 or 20 years old. Um, there's probably a lot of people who would be competing to have the same role that I have in those companies. And it's, um, I want to get, I want to get sharp at that, at that level or not at that level at that, in that space. Yeah. Um, you, because yeah, I don't always do that. Yeah. I, I, here's what I hear. And you tell me if there's another way of saying it, you don't want to sell yourself short to, to fill a space you're ready to fill. Uh, but it is going to be new. This is an example. I help people all the time set up Facebook ads for the first time. All yeah. these like online shops, these little people who are running events, stuff like that, helping them set up Facebook ads and spend like the minimum of $5 a day or whatever that thing is. And that has returned amazing returns for people. And I feel so confident in that space. And I had another, another um, person come in here who wanted me to set up Facebook ads for them. Um, and they had grown and sold like a other company that was huge. And I was like, he was like, what kind of budget do you think I should spend? And I was like, well, I just always set people up on that minimum type of thing. And I was like, well, let's look through kind of your numbers and we'll make an educated guess. And I logged in and he had, he had spent a half million dollars <laughs> in Facebook ads previously. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what is, what is that? Yeah. He was like, oh, that's the other company. And it was this global, you know, huge thing. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here thinking this guy's going to spend like a hundred, hundred fifty dollars a month <laughs> because a lot of people I work with actually bulk at that number, that yeah. that number is really a stretch for them. Yeah. Um, and, he, and I was like, how, how did you decide what to spend ads on all that stuff? He's like, I don't know. I just need, knew I needed to do it. And he was just running all of it himself. Had no idea what he was doing. And he spent like a half million dollars, um, which whatever, you know, it's just, I, I'm not always when people have different budgets. That's something I haven't always been. 
comfy in. But I'm learning I deliver just as good in those scenarios as I do in others. Oh, man, that's awesome. That inspires yeah. me for you because I know that's true. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, tell me, where where does Adam feel like he's losing? Something isn't working like you want it to or maybe even stuck. You may not have a place. You may not feel comfortable to share it. That's what I'm talking about. So my idea for talking to you on this podcast was I was like, Chris is the best at coaching people. And so I was like, I just want to get on there and tell him all the things that I want to get, like, work on. And then you just (laughs) – in a in a public forum just tell me all the stuff i should do um so this i've been like waiting for this question to cut uh, this is as all all of the i feel like as much in charge of my i feel like as in control of my life as it's been in a long time and i still at the same time have a real struggle with have like anything that is a daily habit is hard for me like is something that is like I'm prone to not get done. Mm. Um, I've gotten better at those things. I've like, I think willed myself. I've like worked, you've helped me set up my calendar in a way where I've got time for all of that stuff. Um, but developing consistency in those things, um, whether it's, Hey, this is like a daily meeting we need to have on the team, or this is like a weekly thing or monthly thing. Like some of those like, attention to detail, little minutia things. Um, and this is the same thing is true in my marriage, relationships, friendships. I'm like, I'm like a garbage friend when it comes to like checking in on people and doing, you know, checking in on people over the weekends or once a month being like, Hey, we should get drinks or any of that stuff. I'm just not, I'm really good at like going with the flow of everything. I'm not very good at that stuff. Yeah all that other stuff. So that's where I feel like stuck. And it's something I'm like, I mean, I got to figure out how to like balance some kind of nutritional regimen, exercise regimen, like working on online courses I'm trying to develop. Um, all that stuff is, it just doesn't seem to click for me. Yeah. No, that's honest. And thanks for sharing that. I mean, cause no yeah. doubt people are listening to that. And that was what I was prepped for. I woke up this morning being like, I got to talk to Chris about these things. And I, <laughs> cool. So this is great. I, so I'm uh, not planning on like you know diving into help and flip back, but with you, totally glad to. It's a privilege, and right, you do that. My mind goes to a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is you as a person value the making, the craft, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, I've seen different businesses break it down different ways. Uh, you, you have visionary capacities, but you're also very like, let me make the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think about what you do with your coffee and you, so for people that are listening, you know, Adam started his own coffee company and mm-hmm. he was happy to find a great bean and experiment and then roast it for people and not try to like just do a huge thing, but f- from a craftsman standpoint, really love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's think about it this way. You played sports in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'm going to open myself up for this and this could go a million different ways and it could go wrong. If you imagine a teammate, would you rather play with a teammate who loved practice, okay, who loved getting out there and he loved the the, the craft and the making of practice, Mm -hmm. uh, or the teammate who was just all about the game? Like, 
And I think I know what you would yeah. answer, but no. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had those teammates. Yeah. <laughs> I've like thinking of people. Uh, yeah. No, the person who was like, yeah. Into the practice. Yeah. So you like that person, right? That's who you are with the coffee. My thought goes to how can we build a bridge between your love of practice to the disciplines that you want to build into your life? Cause all those are daily practices. Yeah. Truth. Um, that's like, so, I mean, doing a big project right now and I'm having to create like outlining 41 something videos, mm. uh, a very daunting task on top of the, the schedule, <laughs> but yeah. I love also, it's like you're finishing up a book too, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I love the, the, the practice, the craft of putting together a talk. I, yeah. you know, I love that. I love delivering it too. So I love the game. But I also love the practice. Um, in fact, you know, the more I'm evaluating this in my own life, I almost love the practice a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, that'll change. But, but, you know, that's where my mind goes for you. It's just like I think you're disgusted, rightfully so, by some of the things you see happen in the game. Yeah. And it creates a reticence, a pushback in your own self from loving the practice. And so I think it's just breaking those things down going, just like I love learning these skills. That's all I'm doing every day. I'm going to practice every day writing. I'm going to practice every day feeling great. I'm going to practice every day these components that stack up to the result that I want because you get addicted to the momentum of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I would, so for me in my world, it's creating content. Like I'm sad to not make and create. I'm so happy to do this podcast because I know that a, I'm going to have a great experience with you. I love the practice of it, but then B, uh, the way that a podcast works, it's going to get played way more than just me having one conversation with somebody. Right. So it's going to, so it's going to have a multiplier effect and I'm happy just to do the conversation too. I mean, it's, it's a, such a both end thing, but I'm here ready for this moment because I got into a flow state when I put together the questions I wanted to ask for these interviews. And I felt like I had something unique that fit the site ship tribe, blah, 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 blah. But it was the practice of that. And if yeah. I pushed back against the practice and didn't like prepare and do that, I wouldn't show up ready for the actual game, so to speak, the recording. Does that analogy make sense? Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. And even in the places in my life where, um, just like, this is such a, Allie and I, we joke in this in our work sometimes. It's like, if there's a job that requires Adam to like do the same thing daily for seven days in a row, like he'll probably do four of those days and then skip one and then try and make up for the, the next day. And it just doesn't, my time doesn't work that, like I don't work well that way. Um, it makes a ton of sense. And the time I've seen the most like momentum move forward in any discipline or uh, habit in my life has been when I like gave up on the result um, and didn't like writing. This was one of the like writing has been a really good discipline for me almost because I haven't been trying to write anything is like, I just, am going to write. Um, and some days that looks like a note on my phone and other days it looks like a couple hours with a word doc. Um, but it's not for anything. It's just for the habit of writing and the practice of writing. And that's worked well. I just haven't, haven't been able to like connect that to everything else in my life. But very doable. Well, I think the second part of that then is if you love practice, then move into the coach role for yourself and plan the practice out. 
Mm-hmm. Like, not in a way that feels constrictive. So, man, if you have something that's seven days a week and you hit five days, that's awesome. Yeah, right. So it's celebrating the fact that you have kept writing and you've done a lot of writing and that is success. And some people, because of their wiring, like Stephen King, need to write 1,500 words a day or I'm sure he's, like, pleasant to be around yeah, right. If he hasn't written those 15 yeah. words. Um, uh, his head is like mildly terrifying. So <laughs> I know. Uh, keep that's, that dude happy. That's so good. That's so true. But so some people need that, right? Yeah. It's, it's their own. But some people suffocate under that. Mm. And so it's just going, this is, you know, I've planned my practice and I'm going to be okay doing this 80% of the time or Monday through Friday. You know, there are things I do Monday through Friday that I don't do on the weekend and blah, 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 and different yeah. rhythms. And, and I, you know, what I would be doing if, if we had like a chunk of time, it would be interviewing you. And I know you can do this for yourself and even post this today. I'm glad to do that for you. Interviewing you on, uh, if there's a, if there's a connection to the analogy of the practice, why it's bad to plan the practice because it's not but there's something there that's like oh if i plan the practice blank happens uh i'm going to become gross i'm going to push too hard i'm going to be too aggressive i'm going to lose empathy i'm going to miss out on a moment you know for you i don't think it's fomo fear of missing out uh i could be wrong but right I, i think it's more um you know I'll, I'll become the thing. I'm afraid to become a gross version of myself. If I'm, I, I've seen the people that do it just to do it, and they become rigid and and less human and non-empathetic, gross. Does that make sense? That makes a ton of sense. So the model in your head is negative, and because the model in your head is negative, you push against it. It's just if you could find one person that loves the practice and and. And, and is doing work that you would want to build into your rhythms uh, that you could be inspired by, you know, that would be the quickest way to get there. Yeah. Uh, you'll get there yourself eventually, but if you could think of somebody that you're like, oh, they love the practice, they plan the practice, they're doing work similar to me, and they're not gross. Um, wow. I want to I listen. What's I'm gonna that? Go, I'm going to go find those people. <laughs> Dude, and it is not easy. Uh, yeah. But but what we're doing is we're reacting to to either not having the model or having the negative one. And if I said, tell me somebody negative who puts in the discipline every day in 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 your work your area that is becoming a worse version and gross and arm twisting more in sales and marketing, you'd have a hundred examples. Yeah, we can think of like a million of those people. Yeah, exactly. And and I, so I think that's at, at what's happening there. So that'll be fun. Uh, if you so I'll do something fun. You get insight on that. I'm inviting yeah. you back to the podcast to teach it to us. Does okay. that make sense? So we'll yeah. do a, we'll do a we'll do a future episode where you you get on here and teach us how to love practice and how to plan the practice and not become a worse version of ourselves. Okay, I can do that. So I, I'm comfortable teaching that. I could like make up the answer to that question today, but uh, yeah, I'm into it. I'm cool. down. Cool. Um, all right. So we are going to transition now. You've shared uh, with us about winning and inspired mm-hmm. and and maybe stuck. Uh, so the cool part about today 
the framework of what we're doing. It's very personal, getting to know you, but also in the context of the big news, da 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 may have already been said on the podcast, so I don't know why I'm doing a drum roll. TheStuckBook.com will be live as this is live. Uh, so it's, um, it's a book that I've been working a ton on, and Adam got an early copy, Uh, or a finished copy before I should say everybody else, not an early copy. I don't know why I keep saying that. Got a finished copy. That's fine. It sounds exclusive. Yeah, that's maybe it. Um, Got a finished copy early. (laughs) That's that's better. Got a finished copy early before anything was made pretty because uh, he he got one because of this podcast, but also because uh, he's helping get it online and live, and his wife, Allie, will make it look credible. As opposed to <laughs> my way of thinking in the world, which is like, why can't everybody just read it as a Microsoft Word doc? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and you uh, were gracious enough to agree to read through that mess yeah. uh, to come to this point now. So you know what it's like. You put yourself out there. I mean, whether it's me sending an email or a podcast or whatever. Uh, actually, I referenced you on one of these interviews because I said, you know, I, a, a friend texted me and they said they finished the book and they were ready to set up the interview. And they didn't tell me what they thought. I was, and uh, I was texting you back, like, "What did you think?" So, we're gonna we're gonna go constructive and deconstructive, but constructively first. I'd love to hear as you read through the book. Um, and how long did it take you to read through? Just curious. Oh man, not weirdly not long. Yeah, it's a short uh, book. I probably, jeez, I read it in two chunks of probably. I'm going to say it's less than an hour. I want to say 45 minutes in my head. I wasn't timing it, but yeah. Yeah. And no doubt you were able to skim pretty quick being familiar with some parts and pieces with site shift. So, uh, nah, it didn't feel, but it didn't, it doesn't, um, I don't, it doesn't feel like a lot of stuff you talk about all the time. You Sweet. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That's dope. Um, like there's some things that have carried through since like day one. Um, about like clarity over intensity and things like that. But I I think there's a lot of different new stuff in here. Awesome. That fires me up. I still remember where I was sitting when I had the clarity intensity thought. Uh, (laughs) It's like so weird how you can mark physical spaces with thoughts. Um, So so here's where we want to start. So the stuckbook.com, that'll be the Amazon, that URL will get you to the Amazon listing of the book. And, And the book is just, called the stuck book uh pick this up when you don't know what to do next um i walk people through a model a model of how to get aware of where they are so the two key things to making decisions not being stuck know who you are know where you are uh so starting out though constructively i've put myself out there and i want to hear the good stuff first tell me what you enjoyed about it oh man um i enjoyed what i enjoyed I just felt like there was a lot of, um, I liked how this book that good, huh? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was like, just the only thing I had in my brain for talking to you today was like, I want to tell him like the place where I'm stuck. Cause I want him to tell me what to do. So this was great. Um, and also I think it resonated with the season that I most resonated with, but um, I like how this book is laid out in sort of a season's framework and that there's that, that like life is cyclical and that we go through, um, we'll find ourselves in similar places over time, maybe in different with different problems or different goals, but we'll find ourselves in, um, 
yeah, there's seasons to this whole thing. Uh, and we can kind of find ourselves within all of that, which I'm a big fan of that. Um, but I think it's a really useful tool. I think some of the other books or resources you've had before have had a very sort of linear growth pattern to them, like start here and then you move to this and then you move to this. Um, and I, th- I really like how this one as a tool turns into, you're going to find yourself somewhere in this thing. Um, and so I think it's packed full of very practical steps people can take or, or yeah, ap- practical application um, for people all over the place. Dope. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Tell me what for you was the greatest takeaway. Uh, it's funny because I would, I didn't even connect. Um, this is so funny. I didn't at all connect the problem I was talking to you with today with the stuff in the book. I think when I brought it up, like the habit thing, I was thinking of me personally. And then seasons when I was reading this, I was thinking about the business, like the wonder jam. Um, and they're in the same place. Um, so both of us, as you go through the seasons, I would have really nailed spring as like the season I'm sitting in. Mm. Uh, as far as, yeah, I would have said that for a bunch of reasons, but one of the pieces of spring that I kind of noted as my, um, sort of big takeaway was you talk about not being able to review your winter or review, like go back to the thing, the times that were tough. And when you kind of have to, um, just as like a tree during the winter has to really lets its leaves die and just takes care of its core. But that's also when the trunk grows and that's when the roots grow deeper. And so that the, the tough times can make us stronger and able to handle more in the future. Um, and that is something as I find myself in a spring part of my life where there's a lot of fun stuff in front of me, um, I'm tempted to just think about all of that and not think through lessons learned during the very tiring times or the very hard times um, to just forget about those and chase after something entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Um, My language in the book would be that keeps you vigilant. Yeah. Prepares you for the summer to, to not lose the, the practice that got you there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to upgrade it if necessary. Dope. That's encouraging, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so fascinating to interact with you on this because you know so many of the stories. I really want to hear your honest question on this uh, or viewpoint on this. Not that I wouldn't have wanted to hear anything honest before up to this point. <laughs> uh, I always catch myself when I say those kind of things. Um, did the stories feel, feel new? Because you've heard yeah. a lot of the stories. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Sweet. It's it's taken a lot of like um, <laughs> discipline to not tell those stories and like hold them for no, the book. I'm sure, yeah. And so that fires me up. Cool. Uh, okay. Seriously, on this, any parts that you like pushed against that you're like, I don't, I don't think that's true, or I don't like this, or I would, I would want to, I would want to challenge this with Chris. I'm, I'm open podcast. No worries here. You know me. Yeah, I would want to argue with you. Yeah. Uh, not that there has to be a place, but at least want to open it up. No, this is why, and this is why I, I found myself reading through it, and I'm like that. Like every book I've ever read has a bunch of, I write in the margins. It's like I don't. This is bullshit. But like I talk about the thing I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like I need to do that, but I do. Um, I did that through college all the time. Every paper I wrote was about why whatever we were studying was dumb, um, or I was a contrarian about things. Um, 
So all of that, I found myself doing that, my normal routine in all of that. But I think by the end of reading through it, I didn't have any of that in me because I think the seasons gives, brings it all, it brings it back. It doesn't feel like a completed thing. And it doesn't even feel like this book isn't you trying to win an argument. You know what I mean? Like this isn't you trying to be like, hey, I have a better way of doing everything. This is like, I want to be helpful. And you're going to find yourself in some season of life currently. And I think I can give you like a couple of, of steps to help you make the most of it. Um, and that's just why I think it, I don't know, it really didn't feel, it didn't feel that way. Um, awesome. But I didn't find myself. I think because I wasn't at all, I wasn't at all in fall. Mm-hmm. Like in the, the book starts with fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just didn't resonate with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so just reading through it, I was like, this is not, this, I don't even, I'm not even into that. Um, but then as I read through more, I was like, oh, this is like reading my mail. So, wow. So yeah, I would have, I would tell a person, if a person is jumping, I think this is what I said to you is like, if a person is jumping through it and j- jumping into it and is like, oh, this is, does not resonate with where I am. I would tell that person to just like skip to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and be like, cool, this is maybe not for you. Um, jump into the, move into the next section. That's awesome. Yeah. That was what I found myself doing is like really diving into the spring and skipping fall. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was my hope with, um, putting the thing in the back. Like you could pick it up, get a quick sense of where you are, what to do, and maybe even to go back to that section and read it so that you don't have to waste your time. You need a quick orientation this is where i am awesome uh sweet okay so now i want to put you on the hot seat um some a little bit about the book then we'll transition to life and it'll be fun uh so first question where would you have liked to have known the message of the stuck book at an earlier point not that you have regrets but to help those listening who may be at an earlier point that you could have taken part of that and gone oh this would have this would have helped me here Oh man. Um, phrase that in a different way. My brain is like stuck no, on that. That's fine. So I want you to like look back and you could go back to an earlier part of yourself, uh, you know, two years ago, six months ago, five years ago, whatever, and say, I'm going to travel back in time and I'm put the stuck book in that, in, you know, in that time frame of Adam's life, his hand, and say, do this thing here. Page 72, this sentence. You need this. It's going to save you some pain. It's going to help you amplify a good result. Um, yeah. And again, not to stir up regret. That's not the point or shame, you know, yeah, yeah. we're about. But to help people that are listening that might identify with that previous decision or pressure Gosh, point you were at. I think at the very big, like at the, the in my adult life, uh, like the biggest, the biggest change or move forward started with when I was looking at, um, when my, when I stopped looking at my life as like having weird quirks or being like, Oh, I just like doing that. But being like, no, you have like, you're fundamentally addicted to something. Um, and so you're addicted to, and typically and this is, I mean this for someone who's listened to your podcast a lot, they'll get this language, but you're either like numbing some kind of emotion that you actually wish could get out um, or you're yeah suppressing or hyping something. But there's some like altering that you're doing there and that 
is screwing you up from whatever you could be or are built to be or are wired to be on your own. There's some place where you're like living a fake life. You're living someone else's life that was wired for them, not for you. Um, and so the more, gosh, the, what, I, what I find is as I think about that is that I wasn't very willing earlier to go into a winter or to admit that like, Hey, you're going to have like, you're coming up on, you need to like, you need to deal with some of your garbage. Um, and that's not going to feel comfy, but it's critical for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it felt like, no, you need to like, just keep your garbage away from the public eye. And that's what's important, and that's what will help things move forward, um, just perception. So I think that's – I don't know where that is in the book. But I think my reluctance to, like, to like understand that I'm, we're inside of a fall and we're inside of a moving into a winter where this is just as good to be different um, yeah. versus coming from a world and in business and in life where everybody's trying to be like, live your best life now, like do amazing things now have more stuff now like it doesn't always work that way yeah yeah live your best life now and that means diving deep into your winter (laughs) and that's it's hard to explain that contextually which is why i love the way that you just language that that's the simplicity of this model that i'm hoping it helps people with to go yeah this is what i can do okay cool uh second question in the hot seat space uh what's a recent idea that has lit you up, whether it's from a podcast, a resource, a book, a breakthrough, an idea you've had, uh, you were walking one night and this hit your brain, um, you know, something that's captivated, fascinated you, and tell us about it. Mm. Gosh. Um, it is, no, I'm just, I'm so, gosh, so many of these things. I just hung out with my brother-in-law Bobby last night and we usually just end up talking about like random obscure we spent like a really long time on um we spent a long time talking about bitcoin last night dude i was gonna guess cryptocurrency i should have said that out (laughs) loud that'd been hilarious no i'm actually i don't care i don't um gosh i don't really want to talk about it um my opinions on it yeah are based on absolutely nothing Um, no one needs to listen to that. Um, man, I'm, this is one thing I think I'm a, and Bitcoin is part of the answer to this, but I feel like content creators, like you putting out a book or a podcast or something like that, we know there's some kind of value to that. Um, I'm piggybacking off of the interview, Matt, Matt Mullenweg, founder of, um, WordPress, the guy who created WordPress, um, said, is he said he still doesn't think that content is in the way people pay for that has reached its um, mature maturation in that we haven't figured out a way for somebody to be like, I love this blog. I don't want to pay you $5 a month, but if I read a hundred articles from every month, I should give you something. I don't really know what that is. We don't have like a really clean mechanism for, uh, be part of the answer to that. But somebody like yourself who pumps out a ton of content, books, um, eBooks, talks, those um, podcasts, all that stuff. There should be an easy or some subscription services work, but I think there's, I think that's not, that's not the final answer we're going to land on. Um, because the problem with subscriptions is that people don't jump back in. Yeah. It would be a Patreon. The 
they probably will never support you again. Yeah. Even if they're like, Hey, I just three months off or actually I got really tired with cash. Like it's not like, you know, if you get really broke, you stop eating out of nice restaurants again, you're going to go back to those restaurants. It's not like you quit where the subscription doesn't work the same way. So I think there's going to, there's some way we'll figure out a way to do that. Yeah. I'm excited about that idea. That concept. I'm with you. Um, If you figure out what the future is, tell me. Yeah, no. Well, I think Bitcoin can be part of it because you could pay somebody. Um, it's essentially like your wallet is already pre traceable, trackable, and so you're you're and you could pay like a tenth of a of uh, like coin for an article or something like that. Yeah, I like it. Uh, where like you can't pay less than a cent or something. So yeah, yeah, it it can monetize a lot of small exchanges very easy and it, i i want to geek out on this with you for a yeah. minute but i'm resisting that urge uh also too for listeners we know there's that's there's fine a, yeah there's a little bit of a lag i think with some internet issues but that's okay it'll work itself out um speaking of tech stuff okay here's the next question so you've got an unexpected free day or free afternoon no one to judge you what would you do I would go walk around the Short North, which is the arts district here in Columbus. Local coffee shops and stores, and I probably by the end of the afternoon I would be at a bar or something like that. Um, my wife and I started this little tradition, which I hope catches on, which we call appetizer crawl. So it's like a bar crawl, but you kind of focus on the food. Dude, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and so I would do that. Sweet. Okay. What's something you see a lot of people around you, not into, but you totally dig it? This is your chance to fly your freak flag. What What do I see a lot of people not into, but I like a lot? Yep. You like it. Other people would be like, uh, uh-huh. Adam's weird. Oh, man. This is hard. It's hard because with the internet, you find your people, yep. right? So it's not totally. I don't, I don't feel alone in any of those weird things. A coffee is definitely that I'm way different than everybody I interact with. And aside from our buddy Mick, who works at one line, like, or coffee roaster, who's been doing it professionally for a while. Um, I never run into somebody who's, who's a bigger nerd than I am um, or thinks about that is for sure. Like my, I just care about that a lot and I don't know why I do. But you know. The taste, the bean, the way it's prepared, the roasting, uh, the yeah, putting orange in it, everything. Yeah, definitely, definitely put an orange in your. If you can get like a, a orange in your iced coffee, it's going to be pretty close to an old fashioned. When you're drinking, you feel like you shouldn't be drinking a drink at that time of day, but you can, and it's awesome. I love that orange in your iced coffee. I I've heard you talk about it. Now I have to try it. We've spilled the secret on the number one downloaded podcast on all of iTunes 
in the Ukraine. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, no, that's fun. So we got to try that, put orange in our coffee. Well, tell us where folks can engage you. Um, people that have been listening to this going, man, I like this Adam guy. I want to learn more from him. I want to follow some of the stuff that he's doing. Um, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so just our company's website, thewonderjam.com. Um, Adam Lehman, all one word on most of the social media stuff. Spell that um, for us. That's really, what's that? Spell that for us. Oh, A-D-A-M-L-E-H-M-A-N. Um, and so that's you can Google those, those things. You'll find like the second or third most famous Adam Lehman. Um, there's like a doctor, an MMA fighter, and a comedian. And we're always battling. No, there's another designer now who's like really <laughs> taking over the Google searches. Um, but I'm there. And then my wife and I do a podcast. So if you're listening to a Listen to More podcast, um, search Wonder Jam in any of your podcast things uh, or go to our website. You'll find it there. Um, and that has an interview with Chris and a bunch of other people who are smart and cool and have fun businesses that we can interview. So, um, it's probably the best spot. Yeah. I'll, so just for any tech issues that may have happened, I am going to just make sure the wonderjam.com and you can find their podcast there. You can also search for the podcast, the wonder jam, and you will get a host of great interviews to help. Uh, you can hear the way that Adam approaches things and, there are lots of you that are like, ah, oh, yes, grow it and be a good human. Super cool. Uh, anything else you'd want to say to the site, Shift Peeps? And I'll tell them just a little something before we sign off. No, I, uh, I dig it. I like you guys. Dude, awesome to have you. So, folks, you've been listening in. Uh, excited for you to check out Adam Adam and Allie at the Wonder Jam and to go check out thestuckbook.com. I want you to be able to pick this resource up so that you can get unstuck and even make peace with those moments where it feels like you're not moving outwardly, but inwardly you're making big changes. Uh, thanks for being here and listening in with us today. Have an awesome one. Peace. Peace.